Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 148, which we're recording on Tuesday, August 29th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're again at the Yacht Harbor and you are going to hear crows at the very least, if not other birds. The crows are very, very loud today. You know what I think it is? I think it's the absence of people. Oh. Since everyone has gone back to school and it's absolutely quiet here people wise There's yeah nobody here this week and it's I nice think, and i think the the creatures are out <laughs> yeah we were watching the same i'm guessing it's the same squirrel we saw with doing its antics a couple episodes ago he literally jumps in the air spins around in a circle and lands again faster than you can snap it's hysterical it's very very funny it's almost like a cartoon it is. little cartoon squirrel so anyway, on to the knitting. What are you wearing? I was wearing my Little Bird by Vera Valimaki. Little Bird is a sweater that I knit just a couple months ago. Looks like I started it in March and finished it in April. It's a lightweight pullover in a drop shoulder style with lace, lace stripes. That's what I've been calling it. Lace, they're not lace panels. They're, they're stripes. stripes. Yeah. yeah, lace stripes on the front of the sweater. The original sample that Vera knit was a tunic length, and I shortened mine to be more like a boxy style. And I love it. And the fact that it is so lightweight because it's knit in the Holst yarn, Holst yarn coast, I should say make such a light sweater that it's perfect for foggy mornings here. So I've been wearing that one a lot this summer. I need to start pulling out my Veronica and wearing it now that it's chilly in the mornings mm -hmm. with the fog. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> so how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I've been wearing my Free Your Fade Shawl by Andrea Mowry, which Ooh. I knit a couple months ago. And it is the perfect shawl here I've been wondering if I would wear these giant shawls. Well, it's really large, and it's perfect for when I'm just kind of chilly in front of the computer. I can wrap it around my neck several times, and it just instantly warms me up, especially if my hair is still wet after the shower because mm -hmm. then it takes that wet hair off of my neck and shoulders. So free your fade. Not only is it gorgeous, and it was a fun knit, and it's yarn from all my favorite hand dyers, but it's really comfy. It's all a merino cashmere nylon blend. So it's soft and it's cushy because it's garter stitch. It just has all the right qualities for comfy sitting in front of the computer wearing. And it's so colorful. It goes with anything I want to wear it with. So you can't go wrong with this one. I love mm -hmm. it. Free Your Fade by Andrea Mowry. And before we go too much farther, we want to announce the winners of the Jimmy Bean's Biggest Little Bus Tour because we have a bad habit of forgetting to announce winners <laughs> on the podcast. So we did do the drawing for this bus trip that's coming up in September. And the two winners are Heather and Melinda. And that's Emily31 and Mom in Car in Ravelry. So thank you so much, everyone who put in a post in that thread. And I'm leaving the thread open because I'm hoping that Heather and Melinda will post some pictures of their journey. So, because we're bummed that we can't go with you. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to Heather and Melinda on that. And I also wanted to thank our anonymous donor who gave us a nice donation to the podcast. That was very, very sweet of you. You know who you are. And thank you very much. That was a delightful little surprise this week. Yay. So on to what are you stocking? Stocking a few things. 
like usual. <laughs> the first one I am stocking is a cowl that was released just recently called Sporadic Stripes. It's a pattern that's a free download on Ravelry by Stephanie Shimon. And it it's a striped cowl that looks, the way that it's photographed, I'm guessing because the edges curl, it kind of looks like it was knit in the round, but it's actually knit flat and kitchenered together. So the good thing about that is that you can then make it any length you want. It's mm -hmm. really easy to use up the yarn you have and make it any length. The bad thing about that is that there is a right side and a wrong side. In the photographs, it's all nicely positioned so that oh. you only see the right side. But you know how when you wear something like that, mm -hmm. it gets movement changes things. So it's not going to stay like that. So it will have a right and a wrong side. But I still quite like the pattern. It would double the knitting, but you could actually do it as a tube and then you kitchen could. it together yeah, if you didn't want. You really could. And effect. the pattern is written for sport weight yarn. I would probably knit it in a fingering, but the colors and stripes are great. It's a cute basic. They have a sample that's knit with a speckled yarn even. So I think it's great. It looks nice. It's cute. It is cute. And the yarn, the suggested yarn is Frab Juice Fibers Mad Hatter. I've never, the interesting thing is I've never seen Frab Juice Fibers yarn, but recently I had some of their fiber and I was able to spin some of their fiber into a really pretty gradient. And so I was looking up the fiber on Ravelry and then you know how you start clicking on things and then suddenly I was looking Rabbit at their hole. patterns. Yes. So that's how I found that one. Oh, it's one of their patterns. It's one of oh, their, gotcha. it's, it's from the Frab Juice Fibers Ravelry shop. Oh, yes. cool. So I assume that it is, well, I don't know if it's a new yarn or just pattern support, pattern support for their Mad Hatter yarn, but it's a cute, cute it is basic. a cute, cute cow. The second thing I have been stocking is a pattern called By the Ocean by Nordic Stitches. Now, this is also a free Ravelry download. They're shorty socks knit top down with a heel flap and gusset. The thing that I noticed about this pattern is the kind of creepy way they were photographed. <laughs> oh, it's like they're walking. They're, it's The socks are little shorty socks. And they're photographed on little plastic foot inserts. So they're photographed and they look like disembodied feet. They kind of do, yeah. It and, looks like they're walking by themselves. And that totally caught my eye when I was <laughs> looking through patterns. I saw the disembodied feet and that caught my eye. But it does look like an interesting pattern. And I do like shorty socks. And I've always said that when I go back to making socks, that's really what I need to make myself some shorty socks because I don't have very many pairs. So that is By the Ocean by Nordic Stitches. The third thing I am stocking is a shawl by Laura Ayler. 
And Gayla and I really like Laura yep. Aylor patterns. This one is called Touchstone. And I don't know if it will still be free by the time this podcast is released. But as of today, our recording date, it is a free pattern. And she says she's offering this for an indeterminate amount of time as a free pattern. So thank you, Laura. That's awesome. It is awesome because it's a really cute shawl. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have it already, jump on to Ravelry and check it out. It's called Touchstone. It's an asymmetrical shawl knit sideways. It's written for DK weight yarn. And the really great thing is that it is written for not specifically variegated, but she does say that it was written to showcase variegated yarns. She also says that it's easily memorized and that it's adaptable for different weights and different quantities of yarns. So this one is another good one to add to that possibilities for odd amounts of hand spun yarn. And also for that variegated skein that everybody has in their stash that you saw it and it was so pretty that you had to buy it and then you got it home and thought what am I going to do with this exactly yep now her sample is knit in it is knit in a really variegated yarn and it looks really nice it is pretty it's got reminds me of what I'm knitting yeah the shawl has a lace on the top a lace panel on the top and on the bottom that's repeated there's a little bit of garter in the middle and then a little bit of garter at the edge and I think I want to make this one sooner rather than later and yes I know I say that a lot but I get so excited about patterns and yarn and putting them together (laughs) and I know that I have that single skein that I haven't found a use for I can think probably of three or four as I speak right now. So. I'm thinking about that skein of Anniversario Malabrigo Machita. That was one of them, I actually. bought that day. It was one of those spontaneous, saw it on the shelf at the Swift Stitch, and yeah. it was so beautiful that I carried it around with me for about <laughs> a half an hour, and before I left, I said, no, I have to I have to buy yeah. this skein. I just have to. And, and just to clarify, I wasn't thinking of your skein. I was oh, thinking I of the one skein of Anniversario that I have, and I can't remember... Mine might be an Arroyo base. So the pattern is written for DK, but like she says, oh. it can be written, it, or it, it's easily adaptable for different weights and different quantities of yarn. What's the yardage? The yardage she lists is 560 to 675. But like I said, she, she states in the pattern that it can be adapted. Okay. So I think it would work. You just have to be willing to probably be a little adventurous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or have it be a little smaller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that is the Touchstone Shawl by Laura Ayler. And the last thing that I am stocking is called the Ginga Top. And this is a pattern by Yoko Johnston. <laughs> and this one, Gail texted me the day that it was released because she said, well, actually, I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was that same oh, day. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I was looking here and it doesn't have, a lot of times they put the date that it was released, or at least, or at least the, the month. month and year. Yeah. yeah. But 
this pattern page doesn't show that for some reason, but I had noticed it that morning. And then Gail texted me not an hour later saying, have you seen the Ginga top? <laughs> it <laughs> it's looks totally like you. you. <laughs> and she was right. Yep. It is a t-shirt style pullover top knit in linen yarn. The recommended yarns are Quince and Company Sparrow and also the Knit Picks Lindy Chain. It's an A-line t-shirt with lace sleeves. It has a lace panel on the upper back and then lace on the bottom edge and it's knit in the round, top down. A-line, very much my style, very loose fitting. I even have yarn that I could make that in already see now i knew that when i texted you i knew i'm like i know she has a sweater quantity of lindy chain it's yep. kind of scary that i know that much about i know we do know yeah. a lot about each other's stashes <laughs> well you at least have an advantage because half of the yarn i buy is at the swift stitch when you're working so you see my stashing habits. I don't <laughs> yeah. necessarily see you, you buying your yarn and i still know so that's almost creepy <laughs> So that is the Ginga Top by Yoko Johnston. And she says on the pattern page that Ginga means galaxy in Japanese. And so the lace pattern has shining diamond stars in the sky. So that sounds nice. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> and then the last thing that I have been stocking, and the re only reason I mentioned this is because I'm asking for suggestions. I've been stocking, doing lots of fiber stocking on Etsy. And because you can't touch, feel, and hold anything on Etsy, I really don't know. So if anybody has any great fiber suggestions for me on Etsy, please let me know. I'll try to remember to start a fiber stocking thread in our Ravelry group. So I have a question as someone who doesn't spin yet. If you're asking for recommendations, do you mean for any kind of fiber or are you looking for specific kinds of fiber or specific preparations or you just don't care? You just want any recommendation of someone yeah, who's knit with I a... think I don't. There's so much that I don't know that I'm open to discussion. Ah, okay. <laughs> Got it. I'm I'm a sponge at this point. I have so <laughs> much I need to learn. So any help? That would be great. <laughs> this is going to spark a lot of cool conversation. I just yeah. know it. Yeah. yeah. So how about you, Gail? Have you been stalking anything? Yeah, I haven't been stalking as much because work has been ridiculously you busy. You have been busy. Yeah, work. super busy and uh, all in a good way. Love my job, love my coworkers, so it's all good. But it's definitely taking a hit. My knitting and stocking time is taking a hit, I should say. And I've been having dry eyes. This is just a mm. public service announcement because I didn't know my symptoms were dry eyes. It felt like I chronically had something in my right eye. And I went to the doctor and he said, oh, that's dry eyes. I never would have known that the sensation was basically that you, ha it feels like you have something in your eye constantly. So I have since started using eye drops and it has made it much better, but it's still difficult to look at the computer screen for too much time. I have to take more frequent breaks while my eyes get back to normal. So yeah. that's cutting into Ravelry time as well. <laughs> but I am finding time to do some stocking. So the first thing I found since our last episode is a cowl. I even love the name. It's called Share the Joy. So with a name like that, 
I knew I was going to love it, especially because the pattern picture on Ravelry is pink and white, like hot pink and white. Oh, I remember that It's one. a cowl, yeah. and it's one of those cowls that looks like you're wearing yes. a, a shawl as yes. like a bandit-style yeah. shawl. Isn't it feather and fan? It is. Yeah. It's feather and fan lace stripes with either stockinette or garter, I'm not sure. And it's really cute. It's very simple. I love feather and fan lace. It's my favorite mm-hmm. lace pattern. And I think it was like a 400 yard total amount. So you could stripe it with scraps. You could stripe it in multiple colors, not just two. You could do, you know, more than two colors. It's open to a lot of just variations. You could do it all in one color. It's, it would be beautiful in any variation. So that is a $4 and 50 cent download by Christina Hayes is the designer. And I really like it. I'll definitely be needing one of those in the relatively near future. The next thing I'm stocking is a sock pattern like you did, but this one is actually from Knitty 2015. And it's something that's been in my queue for a long time because they're the kind of socks that I love. I've always loved like slouchy socks. And these ones, it's a pattern by Kate Atherley. The foot of the sock is knit in a single strand of fingering weight yarn. Then you start to use two strands held together to do the heel flap so that it's more reinforced and then the leg of the sock is knit with two strands held together in a mistake rib pattern that's really stretchy and it's also reversible so in the picture she's sitting there with her feet showing and the cuffs are turned completely over so oh that was an acorn hitting the windshield that was quite shocking but the socks are folded completely it might be that squirrel throwing acorns at us i think it is that little stinker well but back to the stockings. So the sidekick boot socks, because the leg of the sock is so slouchy and reversible, you can fold it over the top of boots if you want, or wear it with shorter boots or any other kind of shoe, obviously. But they're just really, really cute. And they look like they'd be really warm. And mm-hmm. my feet have been cold at home lately. So these ones appealed to me a lot as I was looking through my queue today because I haven't had as much time to stock, so I was looking through my queue for ideas. Can you hear that, squirrel? What a little stinker. <laughs> we might have to move our car. He's really not liking us very much. But the boots, my feet were cold, and I've wanted to knit these. They've been in my queue since they came out in 2015, mm-hmm. so I should just knit them. My my dilemma has always been what yarn to use, because right. if you look at the picture, the foot of the sock is solid, and then she does the leg with the solid held together with a variegated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't remember exactly how much of each you need. I'm sure you need at least a full skein of the solid. And then I don't, well, it would depend on how tall you wanted to knit them. They are knit from the toe up. So that's what's kept me from knitting them is I was never, I never had a yarn combination that I was in love with, but yeah. I really like the pattern. And the third thing also from my queue that's been there for a long time is the peppermint leaves hat by Claire Devine. And she has a lot of really beautiful hat patterns. And this one I queued a long time ago. I even own the pattern. It's a DK weight beanie and it just has a really, really pretty lace pattern all around the hat. So this is another thing that when I get my whips finished and I start knitting hats again, this one's going to be on the needles pretty quickly because I've wanted to knit this one for a long time. It's very feminine and pretty without being anything over the top. So that's the Peppermint Leaves hat by Claire Devine. And that's what I've been stocking. 
So we literally had to move the car over a few parking spaces to get out from underneath the oak tree where that squirrel was literally harassing us. <laughs> we got in a fight with the squirrel and the squirrel won. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We would like to thank Plum Deluxe for being our sponsor this month. Love trying new teas? Treat yourself to a Plum Deluxe Tea of the Month subscription. For only $10 a month, you'll receive a hand-blended, all-organic, loose leaf tea thoughtfully chosen for the season. Tea Club members also enjoy special benefits like gift swaps, free shipping on all purchases, and access to a very loving tea community. Caffeine-free, allergy-friendly options are available. A tea subscription also makes a fantastic gift. The holidays are coming. Plum Deluxe also has lots of new flavors in their online shop from pumpkin spice to almond chai. Visit plumdeluxe.com and explore. Almond chai sounds really good. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of chai, but I have ordered multiple orders now of the Garden Grove green tea. Oh, I really remember like that it. one. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I think that's the one I like too. But the almond chai sounds really good. And your mom had a month tea of the month. Yeah, I got her for her birthday she? or Mother's Day. One of the one of those two, and she did. She really enjoyed it. So that's nice. Yeah. All right. What you been knitting? I am knitting. Well, right now in my hands is my Dodging Rain Drops cowl by Vanessa Ewing. Still working on this cowl. I'm really enjoying knitting this with the hand spun yarn. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's spun from a braid that I had had in stash for maybe three years because when I was spinning three years ago I bought a few things and then I returned all the Boward spinning wheels that I had knowing that eventually I would get one of my own and that didn't happen for a while oh, so <laughs> so it was nice that I was finally able to spin this I love the yarn and I don't want it to end really fast so I'm kind of savoring the oh that's nice <laughs> that's a good idea yeah because it's really fun and then the second thing I am knitting I started my second confetti sweater which is a pullover by Vera Valamaki. You've heard a lot about that sweater <laughs> for the past several months, so I don't have to say too much about it, except that it's an A-line pullover sweater knit in fingering weight. I am knitting mine in a combo of the Twisted Owl sock and the Malabrigo sock. And I'm only on my first collar, so I haven't gotten very far. But you are adapting the pattern to not be stripes, but to I'm be... not going to do stripes. I'm just going to blend colors. I have three, three skeins that I'm going to blend into each other. Go from one to two to three. And they're so pretty. Yeah. Can't wait to see that. So I'm excited about adding my second color. I think I'm trying to plan it so that the second color will start under the bust. So I have to oh, okay. try it on soon to make sure that I get it in the right spot. So those are the two things that I have on the needles. How about you? Well, right now I'm working on my peer pressure shawl by Celia McAdam Cahill. And this is a side to side uh, shallow triangle. I was going to mm -hmm. say narrow, but it's shallow. 
So it's really a beautiful shawl. So the body of it is knit in garter stitch. I just found a dropped stitch or a loose stitch. Don't know what I just did there. But oh, side to side in garter, I think I snagged it, yeah. And it has a knit-as-you-go lace edging, which is really, really pretty. And between the lace edging and the garter is a strip that alternates between stockinette and reverse stockinette, stockinette and reverse stockinette. So you end up with a completely reversible shawl. And I am knitting this in Dragonfly Fibers' new base called Dharma, which is 50% yak and 50% mulberry silk. It is so soft. It, I don't even know how to describe with words how soft it is, other than <laughs> to say it's amazing. So squishy and so drapey and lovely. And I'm using a colorway called Firecracker, which it has all sorts of beautiful jewel tones, yellows, teals, purples, pinks, and it's all almost muted like fireworks in a nighttime sky. Night, yeah. yeah, it's stunning. It's so pretty. And I'm nearly finished. I am on, so because you knit it side to side, you gradually, because it's shallow, you gradually, your rows get longer and then back to shorter again. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the shorter side. And I think I have probably four or five more repeats of the lace pattern before I get to the edge. And this one is really interesting how Celia designed it because both edges, so both ends of the shawl have a unique way of doing the lace with short rows to give it a curved edge as opposed to super pointy. And now the squirrel's in front of us again. Look at him staring at us with those eyeballs. <laughs> he is stalking us. <laughs> but um, And then when you get to the center point of the shawl, and she does tell you to weigh your yarn, and with 45% of your yarn left, you do the, the center the triangle center of the triangle with only 45. Left? No, I'm sorry. When you've used 45% of oh, your yarn. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So that you have 55% yes. left. Okay. Then you do the center point, which isn't a point. Again, she uses the short row technique to give it more of a curve. And then you go back through the other side. So I'm showing Charlene. It's more of a curve than a point. Oh, well, it's really pretty. It's Interesting. really thoughtful attention to detail in the shawl. I really like it. It's very delicate and feminine without being overly so. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can get overly feminine in my opinion, but <laughs> I guess you could, but I like things like that. And it just, it doesn't have a Pico bind off, but it has the lace edging. So it, I just really like it. It's really pretty. It's not overly fussy either, because even though it's a lace edging that's knit as you go, it's not complex lace at all. So although I haven't memorized the pattern because if I do, then I'll make a mistake. It is easy to knit. So I really have enjoyed this pattern, which again is Peer Pressure by Celia McAdam Cahill. And I highly recommend the yarn, especially for things that you want to drape because I've never knit with yak before. And oh, it's so soft. It that is. combined with the silk is so it soft. I when I was looking at that shawl, it feels very different from your typical fingering sock yarn. Yeah. Example. And even different than most silk blends. I'm always drawn to silk blends because I like the sheen of the silk. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't necessarily have that same sheen because it's no, the mulberry it silk. But it's so soft. It's incredible. <laughs> the other thing I'm working on is my painted pixels 
blanket, which is crocheted. It's a pattern by Susan Carlson. I've talked about it periodically over more than a year. And I finally decided, I think I mentioned the last episode that I really wanted to get my works in progress done and narrow them down and not have anything else that's been loitering for anything longer than a month or so. So I looked at that painted pixel, all those squares and thought, I'm going to finish you. And I have finished all the squares and I had originally thought, okay, I don't want to knit or crochet a giant blanket. So I'm going to do a scarf. I laid all the squares out on the bed the other day in the shape of a scarf and I started to seam and Mike walked in and he said, what is that? And he said, it's a scarf. And he said, oh, I can tell that now. And then he just kind of walked out again and I didn't really think much about it. But then after I'd seamed together a big enough area, I kind of put it around my neck and I thought, who am I kidding? I'm never going to wear this as a scarf. I just, it was almost too big and bulky to be a scarf that I would wear. It doesn't get cold enough here for that. Oh, and okay. it just didn't appeal to me as a scarf. And I thought, oh, oh goodness, really? I've done all this work. <laughs> what am I going to do? Remember I talked about wanting to make a blanket yeah, for my friend Jorge. <laughs> so the painted pixels blanket that turned into a scarf is now a blanket again. <laughs> and I have seamed half of it and the squares for the other half are done. It's all in remnants of DK weight yarn that I've done various projects in. So it's all colors that I really love, which is why I was using it for my own project. Mm -hmm. But it's also perfect for a baby girl. There's blue in it, but it's all bright blues. And there are jewel tones in there too, but it's predominantly pink because that's you know the majority <laughs> of what I knit with. So and there are bright girls pinks. Girls can wear blue. Oh, of course worry. they can, yes. <laughs> but there's Pop Rocks pink. There's Coquette pink. There is fragrant pink, you know, all these colors that yeah. are colors that I love so oh, that's much. Great. So it is really pretty and it's going to be about 36 by 36 roughly. Mm -hmm. And I bordered every one of those little squares with dragonfly fibers, traveler DK in silver Fox. So it's a light gray mm -hmm. and it's just super cute. The, the way the motif works, the little flowers kind of pop out of each square. So it's really cute. I'm almost a little worried because you know how crochet has holes in it. Yeah. So I'm not thrilled about the idea of all those little holes with the baby, mm. but it's super cute. And if I ever again tell you I want to crochet a granny square anything, please remind me that I don't enjoy doing it. Please <laughs> remind me. And if I say, oh, no, no, I don't remember that. Tell me, no, Gail, you really shouldn't do this. <laughs> Although it's a beautiful outcome, it is so time consuming. Each of those little motifs doesn't take that long to crochet. No. And then it doesn't take that long to put on the border. But you also have to knit it or weave in four ends per square mm -hmm. if you're putting on a border. And then seaming. Oh, the seaming. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's forever been recorded on this episode. Yes. So. If I ever say it again, all of you, please remind me. And the seaming, I'm doing crochet seaming. The first okay. seams that I did, I was doing a mattress oh, stitch, which... Crochet seaming is much better. Oh, it's much better. Not yeah. only, one, I think it's sturdier, so it doesn't stretch. You know, in between the squares, it was yeah. really stretching, and there were oh. these gaps, and it didn't just look horrible. So it reduces that. And also, 
when you're crocheting, you're working with the yarn like you would when you're knitting versus if you do a mattress stitch, you have to cut the yarn to put it through the needle. And then you're working with all these shorter pieces of yarn. So the crocheting seaming is really making it easier than when I first started, but it is time consuming. So if I had just crocheted a blanket, like side to side or corner to corner or whatever blanket, I would have been done in half the time, but it's adorable. So that's the painted pixels crocheted baby blanket. And I'm also still working on my Markley by Elizabeth Doherty, but that hasn't seen too much joy. I try, (laughs) I got in a little argument with my knitting needles. I picked up the stitches for the sleeve and first go, I didn't get the right number of stitches. So I did it again, got the right number of stitches and my eyes have been bugging me. So focusing has been challenging. So I'd have to take breaks so that I wasn't going blind. And I finally picked up the right stitches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she has you pick up the stitches on a smaller needle and then put them onto a larger needle. Well, I picked up with a US one and then you're supposed to put it back onto a US four. I don't know what I was thinking. Of course, stitches you pick up with a one aren't gonna fit onto a size four. So I'm struggling to try to get all the the stitches off of this teeny tiny needle. I mean, I spent a half an hour wrangling the stitches and thought, what am I doing? (laughs) So I took it all back out again and thought I can just pick up these stitches later. I'm just going to work on the body and not even think about a sleeve for a little while. So that sweater is back in rotation and loving the yarn Western Sky Knits by Heather in the Crimson Night. Beautiful, deep, deep, deep crimson color. And it's a colors of fall project. And it's It looks really beautiful with the peer pressure shawl too. They contrast really well. (laughs) So that's the long story of what I'm knitting. Okay. What have you finished? I finished a couple of things. I cast on in the middle of the other projects I was doing one night. I just, I don't know what happened. I decided that I needed to knit a hat. So I cast on. I understand. We. <laughs> I randomly cast on this hat. I found some leftover yarn from a sweater I knit last year and needed to use it. I don't know why. It just needed to get used. (laughs) I'm laughing because she and I did that same weird thing we do all the time. I texted her on Sunday and I said, I was going through all my little DK remnants because I had to knit 22 more crochet motifs to finish my blanket. So I'm scrounging around trying to find all the right colors. And I'm pulling out all these DK remnants. And I said, oh my gosh, I have to knit a scrappy hat right yeah. away. It's driving me crazy. And she said, I just started one last night. <laughs> it was just so bizarre and random. It was, because I don't know why I had to knit a hat. All of a sudden. Uh, just I all was, of a sudden. I totally had the same craving. I, I put it off, though, because I had to do all those squares. Yeah. But you succumbed. I did. So I picked out a hat called the Standing Rock Hat by... Lavanya Patricella, and I've stalked this before, I think, because I know I've talked about it on the podcast, but I haven't ever knit it, and it is a free Ravelry download knit in, let's see, she uses Malabrigo Worsted, but she also lists another DK weight yarn, so about that weight, and 200 to 220 yards. I used a sport weight yarn and appropriate needles for the sport weight yarn because 
and I didn't change anything about the pattern because it's a hat and it, it's going to fit somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that who the hat was destined for was not the issue. Knitting the hat was the issue. Well, and that's <laughs> the joy of charity knitting is you know there's going to be a head that, yes. that hat fits. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the pattern was really basic. It's a ribbed hat, just uh, knit to, purl to, all the way up to the crown. And then it's got a really quick decrease. Well, the decreases happen quickly over, I want to say, six rows maybe. So it's really nice. Most of the time you're just knitting the tube and then you get to the end and you do your decreases really quickly and you have a hat. Sweet. I'll be making that one again because it's so straightforward. I really enjoyed knitting that. And then the second thing that I've finished, I mentioned earlier that I had spun some fiber called Frab Juice Fibers, and I finished spinning a gradient that I had purchased, well, I had purchased the fiber for. And it goes from a dark purple through, I think there's five shades in there ending with a lavender. And I wound it into a cake so you can see all the colors getting lighter and lighter it's very cool i'm kind of obsessed a little bit obsessed with spinning these gradients lately because because you're so good at it um, well it's just amazing to me that i can make my own gradient now or i can make my own color changing yarn it's it's pretty cool beautiful beautiful (laughs) it just makes you think it really does it just makes you think So two things. How about you? Have you finished anything? I did. I finished my outing shawl, which I was talking about on the last episode. Mm -hmm. It is a pattern by Irene Lynn, and I knit it for the colors of fall, and it has neutral gray, ballet slipper pink, and navy peony, and it's enormous. (laughs) It is just over a thousand yards, and those are all, I use sport weight yarn, Tracy 2 by Imperial Stock Ranch, and Mountain Merino by Madeline Tosh. And it is over eight feet in wingspan and about three feet deep. So it's massive. And oh, it's so nice to snuggle up in on the couch. (laughs) I've been leaving it by the couch because it's just so nice to just use it as a blanket or put it over my shoulders or... I can tell when it gets cold and my head's cold, I'm going to even put it over my head and I'll sit there with this shawl over my head and tucked around my neck. Exactly. Well, it's big enough to put up over my head and still reach my butt. Mm -hmm. And I did put tassels on it and I still have gray yarn left over. I thought for sure (laughs) I can use up the the gray. I can use it up. It's the never ending yarn because I bought two skeins of this sport weight yarn. I knit a short sleeve tunic and now I've knit this eight by three foot shawl. And it's predominantly gray, and the tassels are gray, and I still have yarn left. So, really, really nice shawl. It turned I guess out. Yes, it speaks to the size of those skeins. It, they are very <laughs> large skeins. But Charlene's comment when we first saw the color palettes, and I was saying, eh, I don't really like them, she said, Oh, but navy peony, ballet slipper pink, and neutral gray together would be amazing. And she was absolutely right. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, love this finished project. I already have pictures on uh, Instagram. I did do an Instagram picture, but pictures on Ravelry and you know, I like it if I've already done that. So yeah, 
super happy with that finished object. Very, very happy. So Yay. that's the outing shawl. And it's very simple. It's a very simple knit and a very simple, like the overall look of the shawl is very simple. Mm -hmm. So the effect is achieved by slip stitches and I highly recommend it. Yay. Yay. And a quick little colors of fall update today. As of recording time we had 48 finished projects in our threads and I wanted to go through the prizes. I keep saying I'm going to do that and I keep forgetting and we have a lot of fantastic prizes. The first is a double pointed needle, needle holder. Great especially if you're a sock knitter and you have double point needles but circular needles also tuck away in those really nicely. And a notions bag from Zoe, who is Espresso Bean on Ravelry, and she has her Espresso Bean bags shop on Etsy, and she has really, really cute stuff. Next is a project bag, also from Zoe. So the first prize is the DPN holder and notions bag, and the second prize is a project bag. From the beautiful ladies who do Stranded Magazine, there will be three prizes of an issue of Stranded Magazine. Thank you very much, Erin, nice. Andy, and Monica. Two people will get project bags made from our own awesome Robbie photo knit gal. So she, and in the past, she has stalked the winners to see their colors and made very personalized project bags like she did for me and Charlene. She's very talented. We have a copy of the Emmelyn May shawl by Boston Jen. We have a super cool project bag. It's a large color it yourself project bag from Kathleen, who is Craft Buzz on Ravelry, and her shop, her Etsy shop, is called Craft Buzz. Actually, it's not an Etsy shop. It's a freestanding shop, but it's really cool. It's a canvas, I think, project bag with a picture of a sheep, and you color in the sheep, so it's like a coloring oh, book, but for your project bag. It's a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. That's Craft Buzz. From Dragonfly Fibers, we have one skein of her dragon sock base in the beaches colorway which is a limited edition colorway that is gorgeous we also have a skein of yarn from kathy who is straight fork on ravelry she's always great at donating prizes from her own farm which is straight fork farm where she and her husband raise alpacas and the yarn is from her alpacas and she hand dyes it so check out her etsy shop and see what color she has that are really really pretty charlene and i have both knit with her yarn as well and it's mm -hmm. super super soft and luscious and we have a copy of the Victorian Yuletide ornaments from Jen Sheelan. Hi, Jen. <laughs> and they're really, really pretty. She gifted me a copy of the patterns, and I cannot wait to knit some of those for Christmas. I have to find out where to get the balls <laughs> so that I can knit some of those. They're just really pretty lace patterns that just fit over the Christmas balls for ornaments, and they're really, really pretty. So thank you so much to everyone who has donated prizes. We really appreciate it. And the knit along is almost over. So I think we have till the 20th or 21st of September. Yeah. I can never remember the date. So that's <laughs> so about just less three than a weeks. Month. Yeah. yeah. Now we're at three weeks. Yeah. And I can't believe how many sweaters and really big projects have already been completed. So impressive. Super impressive. And we also wanted to do a little bit of Love My Stash today, didn't we? Yeah. So part of my crocheted blanket was like I said digging for remnants to do the remaining 22 squares I had to do and digging through my stash 
made me so happy. It was one of those feelings of you open this drawer and think, oh, look at that skein. Oh, I want to knit this and this. You open the next drawer. Oh, I want to knit this. Open the bin. Oh, look how pretty that is. I forgot I had that. I want to knit this. And I was just almost giddy over my stash because there were so many beautiful skeins of yarn. I wanted to knit with them all. And that is a really cool feeling to know that your stash makes you that happy and that you look at it and just want to knit every single thing right away. And it should make you happy. I'm thank you so much, Robbie, for starting this idea (laughs) several years ago. If you don't already know, we have a thread that's always active in the Yarniacs group on Ravelry that's called love your stash goals. And the idea is that you pick your own goals for the quarter in its calendar quarters. So we're going to be starting a new one in September. But the idea, no, at the end of September, whatever the three months are for the year, I can't keep track. (laughs) My brain's too foggy right now. (laughs) So the idea is three goals that will help you love your stash even more. Some people have that around yarn. Some people have it around patterns. Some people have it around their works in progress or their queue on Ravelry. Mine were related to knitting specific things and The whole goal is to get yourself to a place where you just love everything that you have and you aren't weighed down by any stash that you know you'll never knit with, but you feel obligated to keep. Maybe someone gave it to you, whatever the case is, just doing whatever you need to do to get to to a place where you love it. Yeah, I think initially we said we want to change the culture of stash because there's historically, I kind of feel that there's been guilt. A, guilt. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. There's been guilt associated with stashing. And folks are embarrassed because either they have too much stash or they have stash they don't use. So both those things are remedied. The having too much stash is mostly a change of attitude. But getting rid of stash you don't use will help towards the ultimate goal of not feeling guilt over your stash, I think. Yes. And just, as Gail said, curating your stash to achieve a stash that's going to make you happy, that you want to use, that you want to use everything in your stash, and you're excited and happy to look through your stash so that when you feel that need to purchase yarn you can go look at your stash and maybe find something in there that will make you happy. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so happy. Like you said, you look at your stash and it makes you happy. Even my remnants. So even these quarter half skeins Mm -hmm. of DK weight yarn were making me happy. I really wanted to cast on a hat right away and use them. Part of that is because then they'd be out of my stash. But part (laughs) of it also is because they're so pretty. Mm -hmm. And these yarns are just sitting there because I don't have a designated project for them. But Then on the other side of the yarns that you keep for some sense of obligation, whatever your own personal obligation may be, I will not get rid of partial skeins of yarn. For some reason, I feel like I have to keep them until they're just the tiniest bit of yarn. (laughs) And I don't even know what size is my limit, but if it's, if I can hold it in my palm, I can't just get rid of it. If if you can think of, A way to use it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I've kept super small bits and done stripes (laughs) in a hat. And, you know, at a certain point, it gets a little bit silly. (laughs) So 
my friend Melissa, her daughter loves to do arts and crafts things. So while I was looking through, I have boxes in the garage, small shoe boxes Mm -hmm. that are different weights of yarn. So I have my single ply fingering, my fingering, et cetera, that are my remnant. And I went out to get my DK and my worsted to see what I could use out there. And I thought, wow, I've been holding on to some of these really small bits of worsted yarn for years and years. I think that one of the skeins is literally from 10 plus years ago. It was a (laughs) a very small amount of Malabrigo worsted. And I finally put all of those things in Ziploc bags to give to Melissa's daughter. And it felt so good. It's like, I do not feel obligated to knit these because I kept them for charity hats, but they're Mm -hmm. all non-superwash yarn. So if anyone ever washed them, they would felt. They are also not yarns that necessarily would stand up to heavy wear. Mm. So as a hat for a homeless person, for example, either they're light in color, so they're going to show a lot of dirt, or single ply yarn like Malabrigo worsted could very easily rip. You know, it's not as sturdy. So all of these yarns that I've been keeping, knowing I'll knit hats with them eventually, I could have, but for the type of charity knitting I do, they don't make sense. So it felt really, really good to purge even those remnants. (laughs) So that was my overwhelming joy over the weekend was like, wow, I got rid of all these things and look, there's room in the box now. If I have other remnants, (laughs) it was just a good feeling. So When Charlene and I were talking about recording, I said, let's talk about Love Your Stash. (laughs) And then there's another, to me, it's becoming a dangerous stashing habit. So I have knit the majority of my recent projects have been from mostly stash yarn. And I'm really proud of that. Like I haven't been purchasing a lot of yarn. I've really been focused on using the yarn I have. Well, the Swift Stitch had a recent sale. And I really wanted to buy yarn to knit the yoga shawl by Andrea Maury. And I did. I made a very conscious purchase of Anzula lace to knit that shawl. And I felt really good about a controlled purchase, not just, oh, they're having a sale. I'm going to pick pretty yarn. But I knew what I wanted, how much I needed. And I did buy one skein that I'd been coveting for a long time, too, that Plymouth Happy Feet lipstick colorway. Mm-hmm. It's a mostly white base with pink, speckles. super bright pink speckles. Yeah. So I did buy that as well, which is going to go into my upcoming pink cardigan fade. And the danger for stashing for me lately has been my good friends who are dyers. So I wanted the light pink in that pink fade, but I decided I wanted tonal. I didn't want a solid pink. So I got a D stash of Madeline Tosh Carnation, which I thought would be tonal enough, but it's really not. So I emailed Kim at Western Sky Knits and said, Kim, can you dye me the perfect skein of tonal with maybe a little bit of speckles? And she said, of course I will. So knowing you can custom order yarn is a very, (laughs) very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. And then today, Charlene and I were having a text conversation with Tammy of Candy Skein Yarn And I mentioned how I would just love to see a tonal gray that had gray speckles in it. It was just kind of a random comment. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm going to dye that today. And she did. She did a test dye of this amazing gray tonal yarn with gray, dark gray speckles. And I said, okay, I'm going to have to have a sweater quantity of that for my birthday. (laughs) 
<laughs> so having good friends who are dyers is a dangerous thing if you're trying not to enhance your stash. And I'm really excited about that too, because I have been seeing yarn with the black speckle similar to that, but it's really hard when you don't know either the dyer or the base that they're using. And in this case, I'll, I'll know both. We know so, it all. Yeah. yeah. And it's her luscious base, which is her new Merino cashmere nylon that Charlene and I both adore. So, and I know that her birthday cake speckled yarn that I thought was going to be a monthly color, but it's always in her shop for people mm. for their birthday month. I think I'm going to have to get a skein of that too. <laughs> I've been telling myself ever since she came up with the colorway that I'll wait until my birthday to order birthday. it. So I didn't know she was going to tempt me with other beautiful things and, though. But that's just it. You can allow yourself to enhance your stash on things that make you absolutely happy. Yep. And these will. So I'm already envisioning some kind of beautiful sweater in this amazing neutral gray speckly joyful yarn because then it will complement all of my wild colored shawls they're all meant to go together so it was just meant to be Sounds so like thank a plan. you tammy yeah and thank you kim so okay. that was loving our stash and scrappy hats i'm gonna have to knit some because I wrote here in my notes, all-consuming need to knit scraps. That's how it felt on Sunday. It was like this overwhelming, all-consuming need. And the fact that you had already started one, and Carol had too, I think. I think that took some of the pressure oh, off. So it's like, okay, they're already knitting scrappy hats, so I don't have to start one right, right now. Okay, that's a relief. <laughs> okay, and I wanted to mention that we will be at Lambtown in Dixon, California in two months. Well, about one and a half months. It's coming up. October 7th and 8th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. It's a little fiber festival in Sacramento area. I don't know how far it is from Sacramento. I think it's, yeah. 30-ish minutes, I think. I think it's towards Sacramento. I know it is towards Sacramento. I'm just not not sure how far it is from Sacramento. But... Small Fiber Festival that Gail and I have been talking about attending for probably five years. We've said, okay, let's go. And then something usually happens because it's right around the beginning of the school year. And we're very And it's kind of, it's a drive. It's three or three and a half hours. Yeah, we've never wanted to go up and back in one day. So we're going to spend the night. Yeah, so this year we're We're going to go for it. So if there are any Yarniacs in that area who are going to be attending Lambtown, please let us know. Yeah, we would love to meet you or visit with you if we already know you. And it's often pretty warm, so I am completely open to going to air-conditioned places. I don't have to stay (laughs) at Lambtown for long periods of time if I'm roasting alive. So that's another thing I wanted to put out there, too. So that's one of the reasons that I've put it off for so many years is because the heat just overwhelms me very quickly. So. Okay. All right. So, Thank you so much for listening. I needed this break from work. So this yeah. is, I'm in such a better mood now than I was two <laughs> hours ago. It's incredible. Put me in an right. absolutely good mood. Thank you for listening. Thanks everybody. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs 
or on Instagram at Yarnia and at Gailey Whaley. But that's why I kept looking up here because he's literally throwing things down in her cart. You little stinker. Yeah, as long as it doesn't go through the center. Oh, it's fine. Okay, so you are hearing live. <laughs> no, and you have to cut that out. Oh, no, we have to keep the acorn hitting the car. That was too funny. Oh, but cut the rest of it yes. when I say yeah. cut this. <laughs> From there, I went, well, there he is. Okay, so we are now watching that little squirrel. He's zooming up and down the tree right in front of us, and he's literally raining things down on the car. So if you hear pings and such, it's that squirrel. 